It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell flying solo. David Harrison is out for this particular edition. Hopefully he will rejoin us for the next edition. Either way, you can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. You can follow the podcast at LockedWFTPod. You can follow me, Chris Russell, at Russellmania6. Two, one. We welcome you aboard uh, and, of course, remind you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast and podcasts. Also, please rate and review. Spread the word and let others know that we are here for you five days a week. You can follow uh, David, of course, or listen to David, I should say, also on the Locked on Bucks podcast, James Jarko. And BucksNation.com, part of SBNation.com. And as well, you can listen to me Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Team 980 and on the Radio.com app. And as well, follow along Washington football on SI.com. Now, boy, do we have a jam-packed news and notes edition for you. We're going to save a lot of the analysis for when David returns um, because... Things are happening at a furious rate. I've already recorded the podcast once and then had to scratch that because so much has happened late on Monday night that it just wouldn't make sense uh, for the timing. So we're doing it again. So bear with us. Uh, We found out at about 11 o'clock Eastern Time Monday evening that Ryan Fitzpatrick was joining the Washington football team. That's right, the veteran quarterback, 38 years old, now going to be on his ninth NFL team. That's right, ninth NFL team. Ryan Fitzpatrick, according to Adam Schefter, one-year, $10 million base, and the deal could be worth up to $12 million. So Ryan Fitzpatrick will be 39 right around Thanksgiving of this particular year. So, I mean, clearly he's got a lot of mileage on him. But think about this. Ryan Fitzpatrick has carved out a hell of a career for himself as a seventh-round pick, 250th overall in the 2005 NFL Draft, then of the St. Louis Rams, He went to college at Harvard, so you know he's smart. Think about that. Think about what Ryan Fitzpatrick has done as a seventh-round pick. Now, listen, we know Tom Brady as a sixth-round pick is the greatest quarterback of all time. Ryan Fitzpatrick is obviously not that. But 165 games, yes, a 59-86-1 record, 
For those of you that, you know, purely judge quarterbacks by wins and losses, obviously that's not good. A 60.7 completion percentage, that's a little low, but it used to not be. He will cross over the 35,000-yard mark in his first game with the Washington football team. Right now he's at 34,977. 6.9 yards per attempt, 223 touchdowns to 169 interceptions. It's not as bad as people think it is. Not as bad as people think it is. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes across from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think this is a good move. Uh, I think it's reasonable pay. I think it's a little higher than ideal, if I'm being honest, but I never want to pay anybody, Um, especially with the salary cap. You know, look, if you're going to get anybody decent, you're going to have to pay somebody. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is the perfect bridge quarterback. You know, he's used to this situation. I think this situation is appealing to him because for right now, Washington does not hold a high pick in the first round. Number 19, uh, they could still draft a quarterback, although I would think the likelihood of them drafting a quarterback at number 19, unless somebody unexpectedly falls to them, is very unlikely. Um, Now, could they draft somebody in the second round, third round, with the idea of developing them along with Taylor Heineke, along with Kyle Allen, along with Steven? I mean, at some point, they're going to have to cut quarterbacks, right? And it'll kind of depend on who's healthy, who's not, who's ready, who's not. Um, And nobody's saying that they have to hold on to any of these guys. But Ryan Fitzpatrick at least stabilizes you. It gives you that veteran presence. It gives you that experienced arm, that experienced leader. He's been in a million different systems. Uh, Again, this is his ninth team. He's been with Buffalo, Cincinnati, Miami, the Jets, St. Louis, as we mentioned, Tampa Bay, Houston, and Tennessee. Again, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to go over 35,000 yards in his first game with the Washington football team. His career interception rate is 3.3. 3.3. Now, if you look at his time with the Dolphins, it was 2.7. Obviously, earlier in his career, it was higher. So he has worked to cut down on the turnovers. As a matter of fact, last year, unceremoniously yanked for Tua Tunga Viola, which was dumb because it cost the Dolphins a playoff spot, 13 touchdowns and eight interceptions. You know, so that's not a bad ratio. I mean, ideally you want kind of a two-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio because you have to factor in some fumbles lost and all that stuff, which is going to make it a little bit close to, you know, basically like one-and-a-half-to-one. But you get my point. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, is a good fit for the Washington football team. It gives them that veteran presence. It gives them, you know, the ability to say, okay, listen— If Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen really is this good, they'll beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick knows that he's going to have to come in and compete. And I'm sure he's willing to compete with Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen thinking, hmm, if they have those two guys, they're probably not going to draft one in the first round, which means there's probably not going to be pressure from the owner or from the fan base to start a guy immediately. And especially, you know, because Washington fans are kind of in love with Taylor Heineke right now. But they know he's got limited experience. And they know he's had trouble staying healthy. Same thing for Kyle Allen, who has more experience, but has also now had trouble staying healthy. 
So Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and says, well, look, I have more than a good enough chance to compete for a starting job. And even if one of those guys beats me out, it's not likely that they're going to take the job for 16 games. So Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and again, while there's no guarantees that he'll be the starter, you know he'll be in the mix. You know that he has good enough mobility. He's not lightning fast or anything like that, but he is a good enough escape artist who can take off and smartly run with the football. And then, I, you know, I like the fact, I mean, he's still got a good arm. And he will throw some seeds. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see some some aerial when Ryan Fitzpatrick is in there. I think that'll be a good mix for this offense. This offense really struggled when it was east to west last year. It only really succeeded when they would stretch vertically and then work east to west and intermediate. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the perfect fit for that. So welcome aboard to Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll have more on that. Uh, Throughout the week, Uh, certainly as it becomes official, it cannot be official until at least Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Elsewhere, the Washington football team also lost Ronald Darby on Monday. He signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Denver Broncos, about $20 million guaranteed. Listen, uh, Ronald Darby, they were interested in him coming back. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe they had a price tag of $8 million, somewhere in that range. It's hard to blame Washington for not breaking the bank for Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby was good. He was solid. He wasn't great. He played over 1,100 snaps, 17 games, which shocked the heck out of everyone. Okay? But what are the chances that an oft-injured guy is going to be able to do that again? Eh, not great. And Ronald Darby had no interceptions last year, so no real game-changing, game-changing plays. With the exception of the fourth-down breakup, in Dallas. That was essentially as good as an interception. He did get beat a number of times, including week one to Jalen Rager, week two, Andy Isabella in Arizona, week four um, to Hollywood Brown, uh, Thanksgiving Day, Amari Cooper did get beat over 50 yard passing plays several times. Uh, That was a bugaboo for the Washington football secondary and pass defense in general. Like, Ronald Darby is a good player, solid player, but he's not irreplaceable. The question becomes now is, where does Washington go? And by the time you are listening to this podcast, you might have an answer. But you know, the the one of the areas that I would say, yeah, you know what, they might want to take a shot at is Richard Sherman. And I know that sounds a little crazy because Richard Sherman's up there in age. He's still super smart. He's still pretty damn good when healthy. And I think he's a pretty good fit in this scheme. More of his own, you know, that type of thing. I think that's a good fit. I mean, there are other fits and there are other ways that the Washington football team can go at corner. But remember, one thing to keep in mind is that Fabian Moreau is also a free agent, and they did not tend an offer as a restricted free agent, Danny Johnson. So really, they could be short three corners, which means they could sign two. Don't know. 
maybe they'll sign one free agent and draft another. I would expect that, probably more like than signing two. Shaquille Griffin from Seattle is another choice, potentially. Bunch of injuries, but he's only 26, and he's been good when healthy. So that might be a name you might hear. But Ronald Darby is on his way to Denver, and good for him. He gets paid. He redeemed himself. He came home for a year, got that out of his system, and now he leaves, and, you know, he gets paid. And for these guys, it's all about getting paid. In many cases, Ronald Darby right now is not going to Denver because he thinks Denver's got a better chance of winning than Washington. That's not the case. So that tells you that Denver had to be probably enough ahead of Washington that like he didn't even wait because he could have waited and played it out and seen, you know, maybe Washington raises its offer. Maybe Washington wasn't higher than seven and a half, eight. And he looked and said, 10 per hard to beat that home or no home championship contender or no. And it's not like Washington was a true championship contender. You get my point. They made the playoffs. Yes, they won the division, but seven and nine, you know, like I could be seven and nine and get paid in the AFC West. Now you're not going to win the division barring a really, really, really bad season for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you get my point. So Ronald Darby goes there. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, another starter. Very fast, very athletic. Good in coverage for the most part, despite getting beat a couple of times, especially early on. Kevin Pierre-Lewis leaves Washington and signs with Houston. Two-year deal, said to be worth up to $8 million. Good for him. Uh, I didn't think he was coming back anyway, uh, and Ron Rivera admitted as much that last year, uh, last week. He played, the, or he didn't play in the last four games, including the playoff game. So, you know, whatever that tells you. I mean, there's guys like Jalen Brown, uh, the kid in Vegas that they supposedly like. So we'll see. So Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Ronald Darby, two defensive starters gone. Listen, there are a bunch of guys out there. You don't overspend on Ronald Darby or Kevin Pierre-Lewis, in my opinion. It's, you know, maybe there's slight differences, but there's enough guys out there that are in that ilk. All right, so that's the big news. Sorry I went way too long uh, here uh, in our opening segment. David and I like to keep it a little bit shorter Uh, He likes to keep me on track, uh, and I just ramble. Uh, But there you go, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the fold, uh, and Ronald Darby and Kevin Pierre-Lewis out. Coming up next, veteran NFL special teams coordinator Ben Kotwika rejoins us for part three of our conversation with him. Again, that is coming up next. But first, here's David for betonline.ag. Guys, before we move on in today's episode, I need to talk to you about our partners at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Just use your computer or your mobile device. Go to betonline.ag, sign up today. Use the promo code Locked On when you do, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, you know, betting on the NBA and NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Ben Kotwika, longtime NFL special teams coordinator, joined us. Part one was towards the end of last week. Part two, first episode of this week. Uh, and now here is part three. And coach, we're in the time of the year uh, that these teams are making these decisions. And, and Washington's got to decide what they're going to do as far as Kai Forbat or Dustin Hopkins, rather, sorry. And then the future of their franchise and their roster. Um, speaking from the coaching level, what is you? What is your role as special teams coordinator, special teams coach in this time of year when free agency is about to happen? The draft is coming. How do you kind of split your time between looking at the available free agents and also scouting for the draft? And and where do you prefer to kind of? I want to call you like place all your eggs, but where do you kind? Of, how do you kind of prefer to split your workload? Well, a, a couple points there. So um, the cool thing about the NFL is it's really got a pretty clean battle rhythm, even in the pandemic era last year. So if you look at the rhythm there, uh, David, when the season is over, typically, uh, you know, you get some time off, you're going to do your self-assessment. Like any good organization, you're going to look at what your strengths and your what your weaknesses are. So late January and February, you're really doing your what we call your after-action reviews, not only at the team level, the unit level, but also the individual player level. So I think before you can make any um, decisions on what direction you're going to go, whether it's free agency or draft, you got to figure out, okay, what do we have and what do we need to improve on? So um, that usually rounds about like uh, late January, early February. And then when you get into February, March, as you just mentioned, you get into the talent acquisition business. So there's really two pools that we're pulling from. We're pulling from free agency and then we're pulling uh, from the draft. And so you got to make that decision. Hey, are we keeping our own or are we going into the market on free agency? So when you mentioned about the workload, Usually in this time frame, your day gets divided up. So you've done some free agency. Um, usually in the morning, in the afternoon, you'll split that. So uh, one portion of the day, you'll do your self-scout or opponent scout, whether that be in the morning or the afternoon. And then on the other side, that's when you'll look at free agents uh, that the personnel department is, uh, is going to end up giving you. So that's how that workload usually splits. And then once free agency closes, that part of the day uh, is all dedicated uh, towards the draft. So, um, and the other thing is, is this is where you get the balance between the football side and the business side, right? So mm -hmm. there's some uh, economic 
uh, factors that play into it. Now, as coaches, we typically don't play. We're just assessing the player and we let, you know, uh, you know, somebody at the other level where it's the head coach, GM, kind of filter through what the economic impacts, whether it be salary cap or long-term financial implications uh, on the team. Coach, just to double down on on that, you mentioned, you know, you'll scout like who the personnel staff gives you. And I, I understand that's how it mostly works. Will you, w- did you ever, you know, over your different tenures say, I really like this guy. Maybe you guys don't like this guy. I really, as a special teams coordinator, like this kicker, this punter, this long snapper, this gunner, whatever, and go to the personnel staff with a head coach and say, this is a guy I think we should bring in and X, Y, and Z the reason. Well, I think that's a little bit of the secret sauce. When you talk about the stability and the continuity of these organizations, uh, what is that relationship between the coaching staff and the personnel side? And I think uh, a key part of that, uh, Chris, is, is the communication that you have. Sure, I may see somebody that gets let go or somebody that's going to be a free agent, but maybe there's other factors in there that um, I'm not aware of or, right. um, you know, it could be a health issue. It could be a money issue. Um, you know, those are certain things. So I think that the good organizations have that great communication uh, between the football side and the business side. So yes, there would be times where, hey, um, I, I got a player that I really, uh, really like. Uh, we're not going to go in that direction because, okay, I, I got that. Or, hey, here's a player I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, we're aware of him. And that's another guy that uh, we're going to end up looking at. So uh, I would just say the communication aspect of that, especially at this time of the year, is crucial in your talent acquisition process. Yeah. And coach, uh, last question for me today. Uh, again, appreciate your time, of course, for joining us. Um, having been in the Washington football team uh, building and then having coached against Ron Rivera's coaching staff yourself uh, in person, how do you kind of see everything that's happening around the franchise right now? Uh, one from kind of the ownership and, and all the investigative stuff, and then also from the operational side where coach Rivera is, is kind of having control over fleshing out the front office and how they're going to work together. What are your kind of overall impressions of, of how that's developing in real time? And then your outlook on the franchise, if you have one. So this would be from the outside looking in, obviously I would right. preface what I would share with you is I have the utmost respect for coach Rivera, uh, obviously some pedigree and some history there in Carolina. The one thing that resonates with me right now from the outside looking in is stability. There's a semblance of stability here uh, within that organization. It starts with Coach Rivera. It's very clear what the chain of command is. Um, And I think that's important. Being a military guy, I think that's very, very important is outlining what the structure is, who's in charge, what the duties and responsibilities are. So it's clear across the whole uh, spectrum of the operation, not only on the football side and the business side. So um, I think there's something to build on. Obviously, with the playoffs this year, that front four that they got, I mentioned earlier in this conversation about the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, that's, I think, where you want to solidify it. And obviously, with Chase, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the other first round picks that they got there, Allen Payne and uh, Sweat, I mean, that's as, that's as talented a front four as you're going to have. And as I mentioned to you, on the defensive side, if they can influence the quarterback with those four, they can do things on the back end. So um, I think the thing that resonates with me right now with Washington is there's a stability here. There's a clear chain of command. And uh, I think that can bode well for them moving forward. That That's absolutely perfect. I, I And I, I really like the whole you know, chain of command thing, because I think that's very accurate, no doubt. Well, sometimes that gets blurred in organizations. Yeah, like, okay, absolutely. So, 
you know, like when we say that, I'll give you an example, right? You say that it's a football decision. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's a, a Seattle Seahawks, you know, decision. Okay. Well, at the end of the day, there's a guy or two that need to get together. You can say that. And I got it. Right. But at the end of the day, there is somebody that's either handing in the card or writing the check for the free agent. So who is that? Is that your coach? Is that your right. GM? Is that your player? Who is that? And I think that those, the less that those lines are blurred, the clearer it is. Because at the end of the day, sure, it's a Washington football team decision, but somebody is making the decision. Somebody's making the call and saying, hey, that's the guy we're taking. And so, um, you know, you, you, I think that, that, that clarity is very, very important for any organization. Unfortunately, some of the some of the times the wrong person is making that decision. <laughs> that might be a discussion for another day. <laughs> Listen, as we wrap this up, I'll just leave it like this. We opened up with you guys both uh, serving this country in the army. So again, I, I want to uh, uh, thank you guys both for your service. But Ben, here's here's one thing, you know. Um, you're going to join us, I think, from time to time, and we are very appreciative of your insight and analysis uh, and how good you've been to me. One thing I got to do, you know, wherever you land next, we got to get together for a hockey game and watch my guy, Alex Ovechkin. I know you're a big OV fan too, right? Oh, I am a huge Capitals fan. So quickly, grew up in Chicago, sports fan, Chicago Bears, Blackhawks. Uh, I love the, the game of hockey, and I that that was intensified – in Washington, obviously, when they won the Stanley Cup, um, as much as I love football and respect the players that play the game, those guys that are on the ice, um, tremendous respect for. Chris, I would share with you, playoff hockey, NHL playoff hockey in the arena is as good a venue at the compete level that those players play with uh, during that time is as high as is any sport. So I'm with you, man. You get the tickets. I'll pay for parking, whatever. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> well, we can all we can all go. So we can all have fun and and, and maybe we'll have uh, a Diet Coke or something like that. You I'm know, for it, man. I'm with you. <laughs> ben, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate uh your insight, your analysis on, on all things, obviously, Washington football, uh, Atlanta Falcons and NFL. Look forward again to having you uh, as the offseason develops here. Uh, again, continued great uh, success in your career and obviously in your family. And uh, again, thank you so much for everything you've done for the country. Thanks, Coach. All the best, guys. Appreciate the time. All right. Once again, that is Ben Kotwika, longtime NFL special teams coordinator. Um, very much appreciate his time. Ben's always been good to me, so I appreciate uh, him being so kind to David and I and hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, coming up later on this week, we are scheduled to have Rayshard Ashby, uh, the linebacker prospect from the Virginia Tech Hokies, so stay tuned for that. We are here for rockauto.com. That's right, Rock Auto, whether you have an old car, a new car, a foreign or domestic, Whatever model it might be, if you need a part, minor or major, why go anywhere else besides rockauto.com? Whatever you need, hard-to-find par hard parts, um, if it's major, if it's minor, if it's vanity, whatever you want and whatever you need, again, just go to rockauto.com. You don't even have to leave your couch. You'll get a fair price. They'll treat you just like everyone else, uh, not like the mechanic down the street who they're going to give a discount to. Uh, because they know him and because he buys in volume. Nope, they're going to treat you the same. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And when you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we've been telling you about Built Bar forever, the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it always will be that way. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% real chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time for you to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness, baby. That's right. That's my bad version of Dick Vitale. Go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. That's at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won the matchups and who is advancing as the king of the best-tasting protein bar at BuiltBar.com. All right, for some NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, a roster review, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so once again, our big stories. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a one-year, $10 million-ish base, could be worth up to $12 million to join the Washington football team, 38-year-old quarterback, uh, heading for his ninth NFL team. I think it's a good move. We'll see what David thinks when he rejoins us, hopefully on the next episode. As well, Ronald Darby leaving for Denver, three years, around $30 million, $20 million, I believe, uh, guaranteed. And Kevin Pierre-Lewis, leaving for the Houston Texans, right around a two-year, $8 million deal for Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Washington loses two defensive starters and gains a veteran quarterback. As far as free agent focus and our fan reaction with free agency unofficially, officially, unofficially, unofficially, officially underway, uh, we asked who was the one player still left on the NFL free agency board? that you'd like the Washington football team to sink their teeth into. And I mentioned no franchise tag players or players that had already struck agreements. And this was, you know, at approximately 6 o'clock Monday night. Got a couple of responses here. One uh, of which went off the board pretty quickly, Corey Davis. That was Greg Trotto. Uh, He suggested Corey Davis, the former Tennessee receiver. Now he's joining the New York Jets. Chip Beer says Hunter Henry. The tight end going to be expensive, but certainly Washington, we think, is absolutely looking for a tight end. And Keith Horton said, Juju Smith all the way. Durable and what a duo with Terry. Uh, You know, I I mean, I probably discredited Juju Smith-Schuster a little bit more than I should. He works primarily out of the slot. I just think he's going to cost too much money for what Washington wants to pay. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And I do think they are as much 
looking for an outside guy as a as a slot guy, but ideally somebody who could play both. You know, that's what Terry McLaurin does. That's what Cam Sims can do a little bit of. They don't want pure slot guys, ideally. They don't want pure outside guys that can't play inside the slot. You know, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's, I think, one of the reasons why they like Jimmy Moreland uh, as a corner is because he can play inside and out. Fabian Moreau can't, you know, so I don't think they like him as much. Ronald Darby was, was, was good. But he was not a slot corner. Kendall Fuller is. Kendall Fuller played outside all last year. Primarily before that, had played in the slot. Versatility. Injuries. Depth. Overcoming stuff. So remember that. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Again, a lot of news. Thanks to Penn Kotwika. Uh, thanks to you guys for being with us, downloading, subscribing, uh, sending the word. Please, 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 please. It's so important. Please tell everyone you listen to Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, please spread the word as best you possibly can. Hopefully, David will be back on the next episode. Until then, enjoy free agency. And this is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.